This is the Hong Kong Football Podcast, coming to you from Kowloon, Hong Kong, after a fortnight in which Kitchy Southern points dropped, mean Taipo back top, and Hong Kong team brings in their new coach, a journeyman Finn. We have lots to talk about in this edition, AFC Cup, national team news, Premier League news, and a lot more. My name, as always, is James Legg, and this guy... Hello. ...is Tobias Dusser. Toby, how's it going? I'm great. Couldn't be any better. An excellent couple of weeks in Hong Kong football. Before we get into all that, it's been an exciting time here at the Hong Kong Football Podcast. We have launched our crowdfunding campaign to fund this year's Season Review magazine. Regular listeners will know that this is a real printed physical magazine that we print in English and Chinese. It's got things like features about the season, the AFC Cup the Premier League campaign, season awards, and a few other things. Uh, Last year, there was an interview with our player of the season, and we give it away for free at the FA Cup final, and maybe if there are other games around that time. And we're looking for backers, and this is where you, listener, can help. We have launched a crowdfunding campaign online, and anyone who wants to contribute to make sure that this happens this year and to help support multilingual coverage of Hong Kong football, please do any spare change. Any contribution is completely and massively appreciated. And in excellent news, Toby, we have already made 40% of our total required to pay for the project. Right. This should not discourage you from contributing. (laughs) We still have 60% to go. And yeah, it would really help us to make this more sustainable. The last two years, we basically paid for it ourselves. And yeah, after a few years, (laughs) that becomes a bit of a financial burden. So we hope that it becomes a collective effort from people who love Hong Kong football as much as we do. And yeah, any help is appreciated. Yeah. And massive thank you to everyone who has already contributed. So it's on Fringe Backer. That's the name of the website where it is hosted. And we'll put a link in the episode description so you can find it that way. Or maybe if you just Google Fringe Backer Hong Kong Football Podcast, you'll probably be able to find it. And thank you very much for supporting the Hong Kong Football Podcast and Hong Kong Football more generally. Speaking of Hong Kong football, Kichi played Southern on Monday night and it was quite a good game, wasn't it? It was an excellent game. I think just a very good showcase of Hong Kong football. Two of the top four teams at the moment and a very entertaining game, I have to say, and very even. Yeah, that was what I found most interesting is that we can watch these games between two of the top four and there wasn't much to tell between those teams. Of course, that says quite a bit about how Kichi have slipped over the past year, but also about how Southern have really done so well this season. 1-1, it ended. They weren't the most interesting goals. Tonking Man poking in after a barely defended Ju Yingji free kick and Beto Fronza equalised just before half-time with a header off a corner. It was quite interesting lineups. Uh, Jonathan Hernandez got his first start for Kichi. Not the most impressive debut. He was not good or bad, I would say. He didn't really stand out, neither positively nor negatively. (laughs) So yeah, not not, not too bad for him. Kichi got to play Helio and Matt Smith together at centre-back, which is maybe the first time they've been able to do that in the league. And that's good for them because it really tightened up the back. Two very good defences, in fairness, on both teams. I guess the real winners from this game were Taipo. Yes, apparently. And Harry Sawyer, who was in the stadium, was also celebrating after after that game, reportedly. Yeah, and Lee Chikin looked very happy as well when the camera cut to him. What that means is that, of course, two of Taipo's biggest rivals for the title have dropped points. And they are now back where they were in first place. And that's with Kichi having played one more game. Kichi's record against their title rivals is not good. Indeed, it's not. If you look at how they fared against Salvan and Taipo, interestingly, they have not managed to beat either of them 
over the course of the season. They've drawn the home games against these teams and yeah, lost their away games. So that's very interesting and a novelty in Hong Kong football. Yeah, and then you look at RNF as well. They did beat RNF, but they also lost to them. So that's only five points in six matches against their title rivals, which when you consider they were unbeaten in all of last season is quite a fall for Kiji. And now they would lose to all of them on head-to-head records if it comes to that. Yeah, so Taipo are back up at number one. Kichi are second. Southern are fourth behind RNF. But the whole top four is still only separated by three points with three matches left to play. And it's a little bit distorted at the moment because, as you said, Kichi are second, but they have played one game more. So actually, if all the other teams would pick up points, Kichi could easily again turn out to be fourth at the current standings. Yeah, which would represent a terrible season for the reigning champions, who were also in action in the AFC Cup earlier in the month, April the 3rd, at the Mongkok Stadium. They played Taipo. And Toby, you enjoyed this game as well? Yes, I enjoyed it because there's so many historic elements to these games that we will briefly talk about in Would a you care to list them? <laughs> Should I already list them? So I think it was the first time that we had a Hong Kong derby in the group stages of the AFC Cup because it is really the first time that Hong Kong participates in this new format of the AFC Cup, meaning we have two Hong Kong clubs in the group stages. So that was already a bit of an awkward situation. Kichi hosting that game, Taipo being the away team. The other historic moment was eventually the result because it meant the first victory for Taipo. Spoiler alert. <laughs> A 4-2 win. And what I mean here with Historic is that in their previous appearance at the AFC Cup back in 2010, Taipo only accumulated two points, so two draws in the entire group stages, finished last in the group. And now they are starting with a win, and that's just great news for district football that it arrives in the upper echelon of AFC Cup-worthy kickabouts. (laughs) (laughs) And so what was the atmosphere like at the stadium? Well, I would say not too bad. We had around 2,500 people, but I think it could have been better. There was some talk before the match that Kichi priced the tickets too high at 180 Hong Kong dollars. Some people were unhappy about this, both Kichi fans and Taipo fans, I believe. So I think for an AFC Cup, that was not such a great start. And we will see more attendance in the weeks to come and there will be cheaper ticket prices, particularly offered by Taipo. Yeah, it's not like $180. Taipo were offering the exact same product, the exact same group stage matches at the exact same stadium for $80. Yeah, that's correct. So less than half. Why, who in their right mind would go and pay that money? You know, so when those two teams will play in the exact same competition in the group stage at the same stadium in june and it'll be 80 dollars. why would why would you go and watch this it's a good question and if you charge that much then you better make sure that you can win this game as well <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back to the action on the pitch yeah um typo went two nil up and they were cruising I, well it looked like they were but fernando and danny Cancela made it to all the second Coming in the 86th minute, it looked like Kitchy thought they'd salvaged at least a point here. And was that the feeling in the stadium? Was that this game is now swinging in Kitchy's direction? Because yeah. they, they were very triumphalist, weren't they, when they were celebrating? It was like they'd won. And not only had they not won, they hadn't even drawn, it turned out, because Taipo went straight up to the other end and scored through Chung Wai Kang. It was a very nice through ball from Igor Sartori, wasn't it, for the chunk goal. And then Harry Sawyer scored in extra time to make sure of the win. 4-2, two wins in a row for Taipo over Kichi. This is a team who, what, we said they'd beaten them once in nine years. And now in two games, they've beaten them twice. 3-0 and 4-2. Seven goals scored. Seven goals. I'm not sure if any other club has achieved this in, in the recent decade to score seven goals against Kichi. 
Yeah, and in the league, when they won 3-0 at Typo Sports Ground, they really dominated Kitchi. Was that the case here? I mean, I assume not because it was 4-2, but did they look like the better team again? I think in the first half, they did, Typo, but Kitchi really gained momentum in the second half. I think they changed well over halftime, the tactics and also some substitutions that really changed the game a bit. Strangely, Kitchi started with three youngsters, so I'm not sure if they have mistaken the AFC Cup for the Suppling Cup. <laughs> it didn't make too much sense if they really wanted to go for the win, but maybe there was some kind of justification because it was rumored that they were justifying the high price by establishing themselves as a kind of youth development team that has put a lot of resources in the academies and bringing up young talents. Which they've never been. I mean, to be fair, they have a proper academy structure, but it's never that they would have cared about bringing up young talents into the starting 11s in, in other tournaments where they're not forced to. So it was a bit of a strange move, I would say, and one move that maybe backfired a little bit as well, if you look at the first half in particular. Yeah, so they had Cheng Chinlong, who was the hero of one of the AFC Champions League games last year. You had Harima Hirakane, who was out on loan until recently. And you had... Lord Jichon, who, in fairness, he actually looks really good. He's, you know, he's been playing right back. He was subbed off in the Southern game for Jared Lund, but I don't think that was, it was more of a tactical switch, I think, than a problem with his performance. And yeah, I, I just think it is a bizarre thing. Like, you know, this is the same team which at certain points in the past two years has played entire starting 11s with no one born in Hong Kong. They have a negative reputation for that as, you know, compared with a lot of the smaller clubs who rely on younger Hong Kong players and they don't have a choice. To then just say, oh, we're charging this much money because we bring through young players and we're going to prove it by bizarrely just picking some, you know, players who are on the bench in this game were like Ju Yingji, Yuto Nakamura, players who are starting players, both of whom actually have Hong Kong passports as well. It just doesn't really stack up i don't think it looked good for kitchi and i also think they've shot themselves in the foot with this massive price that number 2500 that's what they can get for like a good league game so it baffles me that for this massive occasion more people didn't turn up and to me the only answer is because the price was so high and i think we'll see in june you might see twice as many people at the Mongkok for typo's home game depending on how competitive it still is in the league so typo anyway with, with that win are second in group i behind april 25th who beat Taiwan's Hang Yun 3-0. Cracking start for Taipo. Absolutely. I think couldn't start better into the tournament. And in the next round, they are hosting Hang Yun in Mongkok Stadium on April 17th. And Kichi will go away to Pyongyang. Which is going to be tough. If you can't beat Taipo, then you might struggle against the C the, the group favourites. Yeah, maybe try it with the more senior players this time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there have been some other league matches, although they all kind of went the way you would have expected. Uh, like, as I mentioned, RNF are up in third. That's because they beat Dreams 5-1. A hat-trick for Thiago Delianco after Vas Nunez opened the scoring. Giovanni De Silva was also on the score sheet. And speaking of 5-1, that was the score that Taipo beat Hoi King in their league game. All of their strikers getting on the score sheet there. You got Igor Sartori, Michel Lugo got two, Sandro got one, and Philip Chan got one as well. So yeah, with that win, Taipo made sure that they are staying in a pole position for the title race, and now they have it in their own hands, eventually. That they are. And in the kind of battle of the teams having mediocre seasons, Pegasus beat Yunlong, in Yunlong, 1-0. Sasaki Shu from the penalty spot with this one. Both of those teams, they're, well, they're certainly not going to bother the top four and they're probably not going to finish in the bottom three either. So season's fizzling a little bit. Yeah, for some teams it does, but then at least we have some excitement on the top of the table. 
Yeah, so moving on, Hong Kong has a new coach. You will remember that the English coach Gary White left a few months ago now. Bit of a shock departure. He has been replaced by Miksu Partalainen. That was a very good pronunciation. <laughs> Thank you. I went, I, So he's from Finland, and I checked with a real Finnish person today, and that's how you say it, Miksu. <laughs> And fans of Scottish football may remember him. He was very, played for a, a lot of different teams in Scotland during the 80s and 90s. I think he played for Bolton in the Premier League as well. Since retiring, he's been a coach in Scotland with varying degrees of success. Most recently, he was at a club in Thailand for how long? I think just for a couple of months. And then he was also the national team coach of Latvia. Okay, so he gets around. Yeah, quite a bit. It doesn't really seem to stay very long in any jobs. Well, that's not a precondition for becoming a Hong Kong coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what are your initial thoughts on this? I think it deserves to be given time to settle in. He will have, I believe, a friendly game coming up in June against Chinese Taipei, also known as Taiwan. <laughs> which I'm not sure is going to happen here or abroad. I, I just know it's happening. And then starting in September will be the first round of the World Cup qualifiers, which is probably again like a joint qualification for the Asian Cup. So it's getting more serious again for Hong Kong football. And then, of course, in December, where also just the dates have been announced, uh, Hong Kong will travel to the EAFF, the East Asian Football Championship Finals in South Korea. They will happen in Busan between December 11th to 18th, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, this will also be, of course, a very big occasion for him to show what he has achieved with the team so far. That said, of course, his track record might not be so impressive, but nonetheless, I think you know we should give him the time and who knows, maybe he has a good connection with the players and the other coaches. I think this is something that he mentioned he wants to establish very soon in this small league. And of course, he will also have the help of a technical director, Tor Arneson. Yeah, who's Icelandic. We've got a bit of a Nordic feel going on with yeah. the setup at the moment. I imagine that isn't deliberate. <laughs> It's just kind of happened that way. And yeah, um, listeners, by the way, we will have a special interview with Tor Arneson coming in two weeks' time. So when you would normally have your regular dose of the Hong Kong Football Podcast. Sadly, Toby and I are away, so it's not going to be a standard episode. It's going to be a special standalone interview with Tor. We'll be talking about his time in Hong Kong so far, how you go about being the technical director for a place like Hong Kong, his time involved with the Icelandic national team and being part of that very, very impressive, very much celebrated youth development situation that they've got there and all other kinds of stuff. So listen out for that episode. Miksu Partalainen was not the only person to get a coaching job this week. That's true. Another, maybe even more famous person than Miksu Partalainen <laughs> <laughs> got a new contract, Chen Yun Ting, also known as Beefball. She, as we know, has resigned from Eastern during the season. Didn't really work out with the team management, I believe, at some point. So she quit, was it in December or January? Somewhere around that time, if I remember correctly. And now she reappeared at the China Football Association. So she has taken up an assistant coaching position at the under 16 women's team in China. So that's an interesting move for her. I think a good opportunity for her to gain more experience, particularly also in relation to women's football. And the China women's team actually has a good reputation and right? it's not the same as the men's team. 
but they have like great players, most famous at the moment, uh, Wang Shuang, right, who plays at Paris. And yeah, I think that's a good move for her and best of luck. Yeah, definitely. Out there representing Hong Kong. And I imagine it's going to be a more professional setup, isn't it? Then as well, certainly than under 16 teams in Hong Kong. Most likely. And particularly, I think, because there are considerable resources putting into the women's football as well in China. Yeah, good luck to her. The Hong Kong Football Podcast comes out every two weeks, dropping on each second Wednesday. Make sure you never miss our latest show by subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Okay, so Toby, I can't believe I'm having to say this or that I, I have cause to say this, but by the time we do another episode in a month's time, Typo could already be champions. <laughs> Mind-blowing. No, it's really it's really unbelievable, I would say. Because in that time, they've got two massive games. First of all, they're going to play fourth-placed Southern. And then after that, they go away to third-placed R&F. And if they win both of those games, they could be champions with one game to spare without even having to bother with playing Dreams. Well, they'd still have to turn up. <laughs> but they wouldn't have to worry about beating Dreams on the last day. Do you think that is likely? Well, interestingly, I think Taipo are the ones who really have it in their own hands. I mean, if Taipo doesn't make any mistakes, then they will win the title. None of the other teams has this luxury at the moment. That means, yeah, Taipo is in a strange position and maybe that puts another pressure on them that if they beat now Salvon and then R&F, then it would mean that they are champions quite early on. Now that all said, right, it becomes really messy if they don't pick up all of the six points because basically everything is possible in a way. If they would drop points against Salvon, Salvon is very much in a race and R&F is very much in a race. And if they drop points against R&F, then Salvon could still be very much in the race if they don't completely lose against Taipo. If actually Salvon beat Taipo, Salvan could go on top of the league based on the head-to-head record, the better head-to-head record with Taipo. And yeah, it would be just a very crazy finish that we would witness. The interesting thing is that if this happens, then you always still have these outsider chances of R&F to just being the laughing third or even Kitschy if things like turned away. Although Kitschy at the moment is probably the ones who have it the least in their own power, uh, followed by R&F, followed by Salvan and then followed by Taipo. So it's a very, very interesting situation. Yeah, I guess the one thing in Kichi's favor is that they have the easier fixtures. They're going to play Hoi King and Easton, which are two games that you would expect them to win. But even if they get those six points, yeah, every other team has more games to play. But the problem with those teams is they're all going to play each other, especially Taipo, who have to play two of their rivals. But I was thinking about it today. I do think they are now, if I was going to back anyone, I think it would be Taipo. Their form is excellent. They've got through recent periods of like fixture congestion and things like that. So they seem to be managing it quite well. Like the squad doesn't look too tired and they can probably afford to draw one of those two games as well against RNF and or Southern. So I fancy them for the title and it's still likely to go down to the final day though, isn't it? It could be. I think chances might be there, except if Taipo will win both of these games. So it's very exciting. And honestly, it's a rarity that it's that exciting. I mean, the last few years, we basically had a two horse race at the most. In some cases, we had and just the champions decided early on. But this is just amazing. And I think it's a good development, even though it was not intended, I believe, for Kitschi. <laughs> yeah. 
so less dominating. This might also have some consequences eventually. We have already talked a little bit about the stadium last episode because the ranking might decide who will have the priority right to choose Mongkok Stadium. In addition to this, it might even put more value to the FA Cup because it could easily turn out that the FA Cup is Kitschi's only path to play again in an Asian continental competition next season. So this could also then be a very exciting and meaningful competition, which was not so much the case in the last few years. That's true. Yeah, and speaking of the FA Cup, there are some semifinals coming up. Kitschi are going to play Dreams, which is a game that especially if they really want to win, they should be able to win. And Yunlong are going to play Southern. Yeah, that's true. And you probably have noticed that Typo have been eliminated from the FA Cup. They lost against Dreams the previous round, which was a bit of a shocker. Mm. It happened in extra time eventually. And at the same time, I think we should mention this, Yun Long eliminated Pegasus with a very sneaky move by coach Kenneth Kwok, who substituted the goalkeeper in the 118th minute to bring in Ip Kayu, who is a tall fellow. <laughs> He's about what, six foot six or something? Yeah, whatever that means. I think one meter 90. Wow. <laughs> That's very tall. And yeah, it seemed to have worked out. I think he saved two penalties at least. And they qualified for the FA Cup semifinal. And let's not forget last year, Yunlong picked up one piece of silverware, the senior shield. Mm. And now they are still in contest, at least for a spot in the final as well. Yeah, Kenneth Kwok channeling his inner Louis van Gaal. Remember when he did that for <laughs> the Netherlands a few years ago? Bringing on Tim Krul for Sillerson. And yeah, they also play in orange, so it's obviously a thing. And yeah, you're right, this is a great opportunity, I guess, for all of these teams. I suppose there would be some optimism on Yun Long's part that maybe... For, say, Southern, this isn't a priority. But no team, when you get to the semifinals, is not going to take it seriously, surely. Especially, as you've said, it's a good way to get into Asian competition as well. And last but not least, we've got two more semifinals in another competition. The Sublink Cup semifinals. And who's playing in those? This is, again, Pegasus against Yunlong, who met each other in three consecutive games, right? They met each other in the FA Cup, then they met each other in the league, and now they're going to meet each other in the Sublink Cup semifinals. Well, and they've won one each, right? Yeah, one game went into extra time and then the second was a win by penalty. So this is best of three. <laughs> Very much so, yes. And the other Sublink Cup semi-final fixture is between Lehman and Dreams. So basically the tournament turned out into a bottom four competition. <laughs> Special playoff in a sense. <laughs> And that's interesting. It's interesting that either Lehman or Dreams will be in the final. Yeah. Because, you know, they're not having the best seasons in the league. Pegasus have got to be the favourites for this tournament, no? Well, yes and no. I think the games were very close with Yun Long. I think still very evenly matched. And almost, I would say, at this point, each team should have equal chances. I think Dreams looked pretty solid in recent games, except for the RNF game, I believe. <laughs> but they can be nasty to play against, nonetheless. Okay, so also in the weekend when the league is happening and Typo, as we mentioned are going to play Southern. That's a big one. Who else is going to be playing? RNF are going to play Hoi King. I imagine, and that's in Guangzhou, I imagine they're going to pick up three points there. Li Man are going to play Pegasus. I can't say that excites me <laughs> too much. And this is the weekend actually when Kichi aren't going to be playing. So right. it's when they will level out with everyone else in terms of games. Oh, and Dreams will play 
Eastern. You know how often when you're watching like the big leagues, you know, in like the European leagues, you feel as though people only focus on like the top four. I feel as though the Hong Kong Premier League has kind of fizzled a little bit. Like <laughs> everyone below fourth, it just feels as though their season's a little bit over. Apart from Hoi King, who maybe want to try and get off the bottom. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Well, at this point, it's probably true. I would say. At least we still have very, very meaningful fixtures. I mean, Salvan Taipo is a huge game. Taipo Salvan, right? They play in, in Taipo Sports mm. Ground. And this will be the 16th round. And then there will be two more match days for the Hong Kong Premier League. And they will also be very exciting. And the big one is certainly the weekend on May 4th and 5th. When I believe you're going to make your first trip to the Anzi Gang Stadium. Yes, I hope I can do this. So this will be the away game for Taipo. And we will know by then if they could theoretically win the title that day. And yes, that's certainly a good opportunity to finally make this trip. But probably also my last opportunity to make this trip because we don't know what's happening with this stadium next season. But it's a big one and I don't want to miss this. Yeah. Fourth. You're right, they could win the league and it's a double header for you, right? It's a double header because in the evening Guangzhou Evergrande is hosting Beijing Goan, also playing in green, so I don't even have to change my color. <laughs> I just stay in green. And it's also a big game because it's the first against the second most likely at that time. In the CSL. Yeah. Wow, the stars have aligned for you. It could be first versus second in the Premier League as well. We as just well. don't know. I think it's too complicated. I keep trying to like boil it down. Like, is there a clever way that we can explain it to people? And it's just, no, there's too many moving parts here. And Right. But if you, listener, know a clever way how to boil <laughs> it down, because we don't know everything, then please let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Any, yeah, maths people, please do get in touch. What else is happening that weekend? Hoi King are going to play Kitschy again. I think I know who's going to win that one. Southern, this could be interesting. Southern are going to play Pegasus. And Pegasus, although I don't think are anywhere near as good as they were last season, I reckon they could still do some damage. And who's to say? I mean, remember, of course, Southern have already lost to Hoi King this season. Maybe Pegasus traveling to Aberdeen Sports Ground could have a little bit of a say in where the league title goes. I'm not too sure, I have to say. I even would trust Yunlong to give more of a competition than Pegasus would. I think Salvan and would meet each other in the very last round of the Premier League. So I, for someone, it doesn't look so easy after all the last three rounds. And for Typo as well. So it's quite interesting. So maybe in the end, RNF is really the one to <laughs> <laughs> snatching the title. Speaking of Yoon Long, they're going to play Eastern that weekend, 5th of May at Yoon Long Sports Ground. Always good to go to Yoon Long Stadium. Get yep. down there. Absolutely. Watch Everton Camargo against his, the brilliantly named, of course, oh, Everton I just Camargo. thought you forgot it. <laughs> Yeah, the brilliantly named Everton Camargo at his former club. That's about as much as I have to say about that game. And <laughs> exciting spin that you put on it. <laughs> and then teams are going to play Lee Man. That's a lot of times that they're going to play each other. That's true, but that's part of the fun of Hong Kong football. You have yeah. so many occasions, the same as it is for Taipo and Kitschi. Yeah, it's nowhere near as good as Taipo <laughs> and Kitschi. But yeah, that is all of the football. And also in amongst all of those games, of course, you have Taipo against April 25th on the 30th of April, which is only five days away from the 25th of April. It's so confusing whenever <laughs> you read an article. <laughs> and come to think of it, we have a kind of double header that week because the very next day at the same stadium, Kichi will play their AFC Cup game against Hang Yoon. So the big hope is that it does not rain on April 30th. Otherwise, the pitch will be destroyed for the remainder of the season, probably. Yeah, wow, so true. Okay, before we go, just a reminder, listener, if you do want to contribute to our fund for the season review, we are still looking for backers. Please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, like I say, there will be a link in the episode description if you want to click on that or Google Fringe Backer Hong Kong Football Podcast. I'm sure it'll turn up. If not, I posted links on our Instagram page as well if you want to find out. Thank you in advance for your support. Keep supporting local football. We won't speak to you in two weeks' time. There will be a special pre-recorded edition with that interview with Tor Arneson. We'll speak to you again in a month's time. Take care. Hope your team wins. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.